0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. A safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up.
1: And what's going on, guys? I am so excited that you guys tuned in today. Uh, man, I got a show for you. It is going to be something special. Uh, let's talk about our word of the day fearless fearless. That's kind of like my 2021 buzzword. Um, Every morning, I'm trying to just do that. Be fearless. A lot of times fear, which is the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous and likely to cause pain or threat. That whole definition there keeps you from doing everything that you're meant to do on this earth. It keeps you from peak performance. It keeps you from trying things. You know, It paralyzes your dreams. And so every morning, I'm looking myself in the mirror and I'm saying, hey, let's go be fearless. I'm going to do things that make me uncomfortable. I'm going to try new things and I'm just going to keep at it until I get good at it. That's it. And that's all. And so I'm challenging you today to be fearless. Do something that makes you uncomfortable. Do something that you're, you said, oh, unequivocally, nope, I can't do it. Won't do it. That scares me. Quit your job. Start your business. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is that scares you, break up with somebody, ask somebody out. I, I don't know. Again, but whatever that is do it because a lot of times when we just push fear aside man, we get so happy because we really, truly are going after what, what we're passionate about, what we're good at, the things that make us smile and make us laugh. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. Fearless is my buzzword, is the word of the day in the huddle. And I've got an interview for you. I have got an interview for you, Hakeem Vallis. Hakeem Vallis was an NFL player, media mogul, dad, a TikTok superstar. I mean, dude has like... Two hundred over 250,000 followers on TikTok, something like 8 million likes for um, his videos. They're super engaging. He is a great guy. And for entrepreneurs out there that are listening, whether you are just starting a business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, we got some nuggets for you in this interview. Um, Hakeem literally walked away from the NFL. He, play, he plans on returning to the NFL, and I, I certainly think he can do it, but he walked away to see some business opportunities, some things that were going to give him some longevity, um, be able to take care of his family the way that he wants to be able to take care of them. So tune in, listen in. This interview is going to be fire. A couple things happened during the interview. Not only did we get into to, you know, his first business, which was repairing iPhones while he was on um, on campus in college. And then a secondary business came after that. And you'll, you'll hear about that as you continue to listen. But, you know, also we got kind of deep and I wanted to find out what makes him tick. And I wanted to find out what he what he loves and who he loves. And I, it got emotional. I'm just going to keep it real. It got emotional two different times during the interview. Um, Hakeem shed a tear. And that's okay. That's okay, because even big NFL dudes can be physically and mentally strong and shed a tear. And he was he was vulnerable. And that vulnerability, I think, is going to help many, many people. So I I encouraged him through that. And he he was uh, he was gracious enough to keep talking and keeping the interview going where some people might have said, hey, cut it don't put it in there. He is just a truly uh, a friend of the show, but an all around good guy. And I think that you're going to get a lot out of that interview. So we will be back with our iSlide team captain segment sponsored by yours truly, iSlide. That's right. Sponsored by iSlide. We'll be right back with our iSlide team captain segment on the huddle. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment. It's sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, whether it's NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of iSlides. Visit iSlideUSA.com and get started today. Use code Monica. That's right, you heard me. Use code Monica at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with iSlide USA. To the Huddle. I am Monica D. Livingston, your host. Uh, Thank you for staying with us. It is our team captain of the day segment, and I am joined here today by NFL athlete, real estate guru, entrepreneur, and iPhone repairman, Hakeem Valez. Did I get it right? Vales.
0: Yes, ma'am. How are you, Monica? Thank you so much for having me on the
1: show. All right. I said it. How are you?
0: I'm good. Doing well.
1: Good, good, good. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate you uh, stopping by and and dropping some knowledge for the the listeners. So, you uh, TikTok fame, man. Like, your TikTok is off of the chickadee chain. Like, uh, my first question to you, were you worried that TikTok was going to get shut down?
0: No, because the attention was going to go somewhere. So, it was, as it was happening, I I, uh, created a free Zoom Q&A that I would do on a weekly basis so I could take my audience off of TikTok, and actually have even of a more intimate community where we meet we still meet like on it's been about three weeks since the last one we did i kind of do it as my schedule permits but we'll kind of just kick it for an hour and a half and i'll just answer questions for like an hour and a half and just kick it but that 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 when that first happened i was like all right cool starting to do that like just.
1: Yeah, so you, you seemed like you pivoted. You were ready. You just made a pivot. Yeah, I
0: was ready. And then it didn't happen. I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought it was just a negotiating right. play, if it was. Um, yeah, I didn't I, and I I I didn't think like, but that was my defense, if it was.
1: So so Hakima, a lot of people know about I think your journey. Um, you know, you grew up in New Jersey, you you know, played sports, you ended up in the NFL. For time, But I really want to talk to you about, you know, the life after football currently like after football, because the hope is that you return to football. We'd all like to see you back out there. You're certainly young enough. Um, you're young enough without there being old people in the game like, you know, Tom Brady. <laughs> so you look super young to them. So hopefully you return. But you've been able to make uh, a transition or or make your time out. Um, really profitable in terms of starting businesses, and you also seem to be so open about sharing that information, right? Like you're, you got this Zoom thing you're saying, and and where does that come from? Like, what is what is it that you're passionate about, or what is it that you're trying to do through your TikTok mediums and Zoom? Why do that?
0: Uh, one is definitely to build community uh, on the back end. Um, I'd say. I've I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a honestly just flat out. I'm a huge fan of, of Gary Vee and the way he builds community, the way he builds audience mm-hmm. and the fact that I don't think you need to build the big like he's crushing it and I'm not in a race or competition or compare myself to him in any way, shape or form. But I realize even if it's a if it's a one one thousandth of what he's accomplished, in that sense, in terms of the community he builds and the content he puts out and the story he tells by just living, but also building a business uh, on the backside has been really kind of cool. Um, just as as just the years kind of went on and how, how my media company has kind of pivoted and shifted, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's a it's, I, I, there's, there's no like ultimate, I gotcha, trying to sell you this or, or X, Y, Z, um, you know, right now we're just, we're a TikTok consulting agency, working with some brands, individuals, Um, some athletes. And from a content standpoint, I just put out, you know, I'm passionate about sports. Um, I'm passionate about real estate. I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about magic. I'm passionate about coffee. Um, I'm passionate about my daughter. And that's what you see in my content.
1: That's the thing I like about your, your TikTok. You really feel like you know you, right? There's not this salesy approach there's not that you're pushing any agenda you are just saying i'm living and here's a glimpse into what i'm doing from day to day talk to me about perspective global media that that's the name of your your media company um you touched on it just a little bit just now but what what services do you guys provide
0: essentially we're a tiktok consulting agency um we, we, we do like a round table type of service where it's like five to 10 people deep, where we're just going kind of deep on their TikTok and what they do. Or if you're a, let's say a real estate brokerage and you have a bunch of agents in that sense, we'll do like a group type of thing like that. We're working on doing a couple of group things with a few like athlete marketing firms and like their athletes. But then like we we do actual post-production and with the talent and actual creating content on the TikTok side of things and uh we were doing like some some influencer work where we're uh inciting and doing the outreach uh for an influencer type of campaign.
1: So what would you do with a person like like me? I don't know, my social media is terrible. I hired someone uh, I think you may even recognize the name Lois Cook. Lois was a teammate of mine. She does uh, oh, uh
0: yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Um what's her Lois Cook 11 or something like that. Uh, Yeah, Uh,
1: her uh, cleats and stilettos. that's what she is. uh, Right, cleats and stilettos. Yeah, Yeah. her stuff is amazing. So Lois and I played for the DC Divas um, together, women's pro tackle football team here in this area. And I saw Lois, like her TikTok was just blowing up. And I am not a social media person. I was like, Lois, you got to help me. And I, I wouldn't say I hired Lois because I'm certainly not paying her anything that she's worth. And I'm a, I'm basically giving pizza to her kids every now and then is <laughs> what it equates to. So I told her when I make it big, I owe her a big fat check. And we wrote that out so she can uh, come back and get it if she needs to. But I'm, I'm a hold to my word. But Lois and me are two different types of uh, people. She's committed to the TikTok. What could your organization, what would Perspective Global Media do with someone like me? I've made a couple of videos. I think I have 69 followers. They're the same 69 followers that I've had. My first video was during the election. I think I did you know, some, uh, see, I don't even know what you call them, duet or when you do somebody, what's it called? Uh, Is it a duet Mm -hmm. or? Yeah. Okay. I did a couple of those and, and that was it. So
0: can you help anybody? Yeah. My, my, my first question would be, what are you trying to accomplish? Do you have a business oh. like that you sell jewelry? Do you have like, and, the, and like do you, do you want to start a, like your podcast? Do you want more growth on, on the podcast end of things and on the back end you want sponsors? You right. Want, like that, my, that's, that, that would be my first question. So I could ultimately reverse engineer it.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So you can't help anybody. As yeah. So, they, but, so, but
0: like if we're, if we were doing this, what, what would you, what would you be trying to accomplish?
1: And see, that is the problem there. And that's the same problem Lois has with me. Um. Okay. I think it would be now the podcast. Sure. Let's say that. I want more, more listeners on the podcast. Um. And then from that, out of that, I would want people to then invite me to other spaces to speak, because that's primarily, that's my business. That's what I do. The podcast is secondary to that. What I do is training specifically in the athletic space, but also in corporate space under leadership, development, inclusion, all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't see, I, don't, I didn't have the vision to see how TikTok would assist with those things. Because it seems more corporate to me.
0: 100%. I mean, I, I would say TikTok, there's an aspect on it. So in the sense of, how to I explain They're speaking coordinators and people on TikTok.
1: On TikTok, okay, right.
0: But if I'm thinking of a speaking type of thing, like me, for example, example, who speaks, most speakers mostly get most of their gigs from an inbound standpoint, from their content, and people know that they're a speaker. Most of them don't actually have a sales process. Like, for example, on a weekly basis, my team, we probably reach out to 187 gigs, like on an outbound standpoint, but that's how we kind of bring in gigs which then gets me more content at scale of me actually speaking that I would just continue to evolve in a sense. Like I'll take 10, I'll take 10 free gigs and five paid, but I'm speaking and the content's worth more because it's going to consistently get my, 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 uh, my cycle going. But what yeah. I would for someone like you is I would start to create content in like a nine by 16 mode, meaning at the end of this interview, like, and I can just have my phone and, and just record a couple of things. Like I would have a couple guests, like I'm starting to actually do this with my podcast now. Like, uh-huh. like I'm only giving advice cause I'm literally doing this like- Hey, let's app. do it. <laughs> have your guests for at least one question. Maybe it's the last question and maybe you set it up and you can edit your, you can edit the interview and all that type of stuff. Ask them to take a in selfie mode, record themselves on camera doing that. Or like interviews over and have one extra question afterwards and have them inter- like uh, capture that in selfie mode. And then they're going to send that to you because TikTok content does better in 9x16 mode. And if they're an athlete like myself, so say you ask me, what's the best piece of advice you have for that high school kid who's trying to go to the NFL? And I answer that, like you can now take that 9x16 clip and there's an app called InShot. And- oh yeah,
1: yeah, I have it downloaded on my phone. <laughs> great app.
0: It's the reason why I can create content in eight to 12 minutes, but you can take that that one minute clip and go and find some of my NFL clips where I'm catching the ball and things like that. Right. And overlaying it on that clip. But if you have so many interviews, you can do that so many more times with all. I love that. I love that. I have athletic clips, but that's compelling content. And you, can right. be, you can start it out. Like this is a story when NFL player, Hakeem or NFL player Hakeem Valis is showing X, Y, Z on how you can blah, 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 blah. And it pans to me, boom. And like, I would put out do that with every single person you interviewed.
1: You just did that so smoothly. Like this is in you. Like that is a, a marketing mind, but then you also get the business side of it. Um, and then I'm hearing like you also get a little bit of the technical side. Oh, yeah. So,
0: I, I do it all myself on the on the edit, like I have a team, but when it comes to TikTok, like eight to twelve minutes from idea to execution, like of of all content. you content. But like, because I need to be good at it, so now I can get my team as good at it and that's what I like from a what I do for a living now from a consulting right. standpoint is I'm trying to get my clients that good at it so when I'm taking a poop I can literally yeah. create a piece of TikTok content right and I'm done And like boom like cuz I I I'm I've I'm, I'm, I'm a busy day in that sense and like TikTok has like has to be an important part of my day but it can't take Forty-five minutes, an hour and a half to create and post-produce a piece of content.
1: Okay, see, that's what that was the other thing I was worried about was the time. Like, it seems so consuming, and and I know, and I know that probably Lois would love to talk to you if you guys haven't already. Um, I told her I was interviewing you, and uh, because she needed content for me for my IG just now, and she was like, "Tell him I said hello. He's amazing, (laughs) right?" But she takes a lot of time with her tiktok and i was like
0: and i don't even know how she does it with four boys at home you know all under the age of 14 i mean it's understandable like i for example I, I i we started an internal podcast with my company called don't sleep on tiktok it hasn't launched yet it probably launched in a okay. week or so on apple we have a guy named daniel isles he has like 800 000 followers he used to be a full-time cpa in alaska okay. great guy <laughs> Okay. I didn't even realize he was in Alaska until we started the interview. I'm like, whoa, you're in Alaska. It's so cool. <laughs> I've never met anyone who lives in Alaska.
1: What does a CPA from Alaska TikTok about?
0: Oh, he's TikToks about financial literacy and and highlights different stories. I met him because he made a piece of content about me. Um, and I duetted it eating, eating uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the TikTok of me eating Waffle House waffles. Like with yes. The, that yes. guy who's talking about me on the real estate Yeah.
1: Time. That's, oh, that's him. He's in Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So he is not a CPA anymore because he's a full-time content creator because of the, the different brands and things he works with. So that's what we kind of highlight in the show. But where I'm going with it is, is he like it's to each his own when it comes to TikTok because he spends an hour on each piece of content, around an hour, or a little more on each piece of content. He creates and post-produces for TikTok. But he is huge on quality and he's passionate about that. And he has a background in uh video editing and doesn't even edit on his phone he edits actually on the computer
1: oh okay okay yeah
0: put him in the same category but it's also like he now does content creation for a living so he literally spends extra right. hours a day doing that but to if you have an uh, if that's not your full-time job then you have to, like uh, for me it's like if you spend an hour and a half on a piece of content it doesn't do well it feels like you got punched in the stomach and yeah. it feels like you wasted time And like, you know, like I tell everybody to be unemotional about, you know, the content you put out, but it's obviously easier said than done. And the shorter time it takes is the shorter emotional attachment you have to that piece of content. But with TikTok, my best piece of advice is if you have the internal capacity to put out 50 pieces of content a day on TikTok, do it.
1: Yeah, that's that's just do it, right?
0: 80% of your viewers on each piece of content is coming from the For You page. So people who don't follow you. So the more you post, the more opportunity you have of people to actually now follow you.
1: You need to you need to teach a master class on TikTok. Just in these couple of minutes, I have learned. I mean, I was brutally honest. I was like, "What's a CPA from Alaska have to you know TikTok about?" But I like the name of the podcast. Don't sleep on TikTok, and because, like you said, everybody's looking at it.
0: Oh, I, so one more one more quick data point. I had a financial advisor on. Sells a compound interest life insurance product. Sounds exciting, right? Uh, in t- 2020, his business went from five million dollars in revenue to 30 million in revenue. He's what? hired 35 people in the past year. He now spends nine hours a day on TikTok. He brings in a thousand thousand leads a week in from TikTok, and his average client from TikTok is 39 years old and investing $8500 annually into their compound life insurance account.
1: What? Wow. Or
0: sleep on Sleep
1: TikTok. on TikTok. Like because... you might not see
0: 39-year-old people posting on TikTok. Right. But they're for sure consuming content on TikTok.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think I need to change up my algorithm. Something is wrong because I'm getting only the silly stuff. I feel like I'm missing something. So I need to go in and fix my profile. I'm getting all just the dancing.
0: Whatever you're consuming is what you're going to see. It's, it's it's search, whatever you want to look for. Like I would look up other podcasts, like hashtag podcasts and look at the right. and how they're post producing their podcasts as well. Um, but then you know that's what you'll see on your, whatever you're consuming is what you're going to see.
1: Sweet. So you've always had this mind. Let's talk about little, little Hakeem in uh, New Jersey. Um, A lot of people know this story, but you just just tell it to the listeners here in case someone has it. You started fixing iPhones at uh, what age?
0: So I started iPhones my senior year of high school going into college. But where I started was I was the Skittles guy back in middle school. From you know going to Sam's Club for you know going to Sam's Club for thirteen dollars you know twenty three dollars spread because it was thirty six Skittles and the purples I my niche was purple Skittles never any other oh, color. he
1: had a niche was purple. purple okay like, I,
0: that's how I bought one of my first cell phones the the LG white chocolate
1: oh uh, yeah I remember that thing, remember that, thing? I, that, wow. that was
0: one of my first uh, one of my first ones that like, I bought myself that I wanted to get and all that type of stuff but I, I, that was my first thing but iPhones that was uh, about 18 years old, my little brother cracked his iPhone 4 for like the 10th time. My dad said he wasn't going to fix it anymore. Um, and that was like the, it was 2011, like peak YouTube how-to era. And I was how-to and everything. And I was just like curious, just curious the cat and like was like how to fix an iPhone. It was like a 30 minute video. And I'm like, huh, that was very practical. There wasn't like magic to that. Right. And, and Went on Amazon, pre-Amazon Prime. So, like, ordered this. Wait only for it. $25. Right. Like, hmm. Like, all the mall kiosks at this point are charging, like, this is iPhone 4. They're charging about 80 to a, like eighty to 100 bucks at the mall. And I'm like, you know, 25 bucks on Amazon. And I'm like, huh. I order it. So, it doesn't come in, like, overnight. It takes, like, a right. week. You wait. So, I'm itching. Yo, itching. <laughs> like, literally went to, went to. Lowe's, Home Depot. I went to all like every home home department store to try and find. Like, there's a small pentalobe screwdriver that like they sell okay. at all those stores, but it's not as small as the one on the iPhone. But it was okay. coming with that screen that came in. But I wanted to take his phone apart so bad. So bad. I went. To every, <laughs> I went. Yeah. I went to every store. Couldn't find it. And then like I almost put uh stripped his screw down <laughs> before i even got the, the actual and then wait a minute,
1: then wait a minute now, meanwhile he's okay with you doing this i guess yeah, he, i mean
0: he just wants this he just wants his phone fixed
1: right yes
0: <laughs> take it up so i take it apart it takes me about six hours And take it all the way apart put it back together when i press the lock button on the side i see that apple i was Ooh. like ding like um Not i got now. something here <laughs> okay. took my phone You're apart right put it back together, took my phone apart, put it back together over and over again till I could do it from four hours or six hours until I could do it in 20 minutes.
1: Were you nervous at all? Like,
0: uh, thinking
1: I won't get it back together? Like
0: After I did it the first time with my brother, it was, I mean, it was, I knew how to do it. So I always didn't really care about having a phone. So like my first couple phones, I would mess up on people's stuff. Like I messed up on someone's like camera on their phone wasn't working. So I took out the camera on my phone. And put it in their phone boom and then i would just order a camera for my phone to come in like cause i just did it like i was right i was scrapping yeah, i'm like, a <laughs> college and literally did that and you know by the time i got the like to mom at the university as a freshman like i was the iphone repair phone I iPhone repair guy, like fix three to four phones a day straight.
1: Right. People just dropping them off, coming by the dorm room. Yeah. I met,
0: I met a lot. I already, I met a lot of people at my school mainly at the very beginning because I fixed phones because I was fixing seniors phones at their house. And I'm like a like this little freshman kid, but like people would rather do that than go to the mall and spend a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. And, and not only is it cheaper, but then you don't have to go to the mall. You, the wait time is less and you feel like you can be right there. You're more in control of it, you know? Exactly. So that was, that's awesome. Uh, when is the last time that you fixed an iPhone? <laughs> Just curious.
0: 2015, probably. Okay. So it's been, it's been a minute. 15. Yeah. It's been a minute. After the iPhone six came out, I, it didn't make sense to have a business anymore unless I okay. had a store. Um and that was when I stopped. And I actually had a secondary business on top of the iPhone Four business. Like, I used to save the screens because I didn't. I thought it would just harm the environment for some reason, shape, and form. So I just saved them, and I'll like I'll figure it out someday. Like what I was gonna do with it, and like that right. day came around, and I just googled what could I do with iPhone Four screens. I had hundreds of them, and there was wow. this company in Alabama that would pay five dollars per screen
1: you're oh sitting God. on a gold
0: mine, like, like broken a broken plans. like literally trash bags on trash bags and shipped them all out. And when they sent the PayPal, I was like, "Oh, snap, right. And I literally went to all the iPhone repair shops around my school, like my competition and was buy like and was buying their screens from them for two dollars and fifty cents a screen. Wow. buying them and going back to my dorm and shipping and boxing them all up shipping them in Alabama for five bucks a screen
1: now did you roll the 250 that you had to pay f- from the other places into the iPhone um fixing it for the people like did you roll it in that did you increase your you're charging to fix it by two
0: dollars and fifty cents. No, I, I actually that I, I would probably that probably would actually have been kind of smart to do something like that.
1: Hey? <laughs> right? I guess, yes, I'll, I'll let you go. Right? <laughs> it. Would have been total problem. You missed that one, Hakeem. You missed that one. That one's free. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I
0: appreciate that. That's a, that's a good one. There's
1: nothing wrong with that. So then you did that until all the way through college.
0: Uh yeah, 2015 was my senior year, and the iPhone six came out, and that was when I stopped. And I was okay. at the same time actually flipping houses.
1: Yeah, because you were flipping ho- houses in college and you started with a very small investment,
0: right? Well, no, that was in in the NFL when I started with small investments. Oh, okay. When I was in college, the girl I was dating, so my, my degree was business with a concentration in real estate. Duh, um,
1: I think we can figure that out. <laughs> the girl <laughs> I was
0: dating at the time, her dad had just started a house flipping business. And he took me under his wing and we flipped about 10 houses up in North Jersey while I was in college, you know, playing football and all that type of stuff. And it was, it was an awesome hand in hand experience just in like, just learning real life, real estate. Like I was, I was handwriting direct mail pieces. I was knocking on doors with him, like putting offers in on pre foreclosures, his, his, uh, second cousin was the general contractor. So I was knocking down walls with them, putting down floors. Like it was, it was an awesome experience. Like getting to really like just learn like boots on ground of really right. until me and his daughter broke up in that relationship kind of <laughs> That's
1: right. ended Whoops. on the back. Anyway, <laughs> right. But, yeah. but I'm going to take all this knowledge with me. Thank you. Yeah, um, but it, was,
0: it was a great, it was a great experience.
1: That, that, is, that is awesome. Okay. So now NFL, you start the same thing. You, you're you purchase some real estate as a rookie in the NFL where well, most rookies, are spending money at the club and hanging out and buying fly jewelry and cars. Did you balance it? Or you were like, eh, I don't want any of that. I'm really going to make my money work for me.
0: Uh, I mean, I balanced it. You know, my, my two biggest expenses in the NFL was, or my three biggest expenses was one, I got my, my number one rule is always buy used cars in your Mm twenties. I'm with you. If you can't buy it in all cash, you can't buy it. Okay. Um, so my my I bought a used car under 20 grand a, a Camaro and I bought a saxophone um cuz I always wanted to play but I couldn't like afford it and then I bought my my fourplex um and besides that yeah that, those are my biggest expenses throughout probably my entire time in the NFL is just that and the properties and, and the investments I made.
1: And speaking of the NFL what would you say is one of the the lessons that you've held on to that you could attribute from your time in the nfl
0: probably just discipline and accountability okay um and understanding it's a nfl is just a microcosm of the real world real world as well right it's it's like it's like a it's like a high school you know yeah
1: there's everything the popular kids right the the jerks jerks,
0: the nice ones clicks there's there's a whole bunch, but like, it's a, it's a, I'm trying to think like what, from a, a learning standpoint, it's a humbling experience mm. in a lot of ways, shapes and forms, because mm-hmm. like, yes, there's a lot of luck that goes into the hard work and, right. and the, like there's a lot of chance. Yeah. That goes into
1: in politics, you know, politics, that too, but right? there's even, yeah.
0: like, yes, you can work hard and do it, but like you, like, there is a lot of luck in terms of chance that you might not get an opportunity mm-hmm. to shine and get Like it's, it's, it's real. Like witnessing right. that firsthand is a, it's a, it's very, it's a very uh, kind of, you, you have to, what's the word? You have to find your own peace.
1: Yeah, Before yeah.
0: You allow that to become your everything. If that makes. Sense.
1: And so you, you, speaking of that piece, you took some time away from football. Um, to was that to, to to regroup? Was that mental? Was that physical? What, what was that about?
0: Yeah, it, it became a lot. I had a two-year-old daughter at the time. Oh, well, not a two-year-old daughter. I have a two-year-old daughter now. Right. Six months old at the time when when I retired. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't, I just thought I couldn't be the dad. I wanted to be the mm. entrepreneur and investor I wanted to be and play in the NFL It was just all becoming a lot. And I like, it was it was almost like a non-negotiable for me that I still wanted to do what I was doing in the business space. But I just felt like that was all becoming a lot as well. Like I just couldn't, I wasn't on fire anymore. You know, I was right. in tears on the way to the facility like in the morning because like, I didn't want to leave like my daughter in the morning. Right, but like in the past, you know, year, year and a half, I've scaled out some of my processes, my systems, and I've, uh, you know, have some headspace just, just on the, you know, learning to. I'm i I'm, I'm a, I'm a single dad. On top of that, um, learning how to navigate that space is a, it's a, it's a great experience. It, it, yeah, it's the, the amount of time I get to spend with my daughter is, it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're. How do you take care of yourself? You're, you're giving out you know, a lot, right? You're, you're helping people in these zoom rooms, you're, you're building your company, you're providing jobs and opportunity for other people. What does self care look like for you? And what are some of your daily practices that you do to help your mindset?
0: Uh, I need to meditate more. Okay. I do like to meditate. Um, it brings me back to try and empty everything and get back to zero. Um, hard you know it's it's you know super 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 busy in that sense but what always brings me back and what's my piece is my daughter like it's uh it's the uh it's 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 the most unreal because I I I completely disconnect when I'm with her so you know kind of pause from everything in, in a business sense and it's uh it's an unreal type of bond that we have so like that's kind of my that's like, I got that. That's my escape. That's my peace. That's my, like that's, yeah, my, like, it's, it's, it's unreal.
1: Your, your face changes when you talk about her, you may not know that, but I see it. It, it does. <laughs> like and Dale got super cheesy right there about, you just mentioned her man. And it's like, it's a different facial expression. So being a single dad, everyone always talks about single mothers, how hard the struggles what would you say are two or three of the top struggles or worries that you have as a single dad?
0: You know, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have complete control. You know, mm. like we cope, me and, my, me and my, my child, we co-parent, um, you know, we, we we have our disagreements with things, but we were at an equal level space with where we stand with our, our daughter and we put her first, which is always great. Um, but there's always just a level of like, you know what's hard about it is you know there's always that level of you know i grew up with like, my parents are still together mm. that level of like that's what you that's what you would want like i'm right. like, i'm literally choking up thinking about the thought of my like parents not
1: yeah it's all right it's all right it's
0: all right <laughs> but it's like uh and that's where it kind of like that yeah it's hard when you're like but
1: because you you want that for her you you yeah, would want but it's
0: like that, that that's like the hardest thing.
1: Right. Um, and, and, and that's okay. And thanks for, for being vulnerable. Cause the hope is that people see this and understand that feelings are okay to have. And especially um, with black men, let me ask you, you, you seem like you could be a mentor for a lot of people. Do you have someone that you're a mentor for? Who do you count on?
0: My dad, my dad, okay. like, we, we, we have like, it's hard sometimes it's from a time standpoint, like, I, we talk every day because we, my, we I give my daughter a bath and it's a, we have a group FaceTime, my mom, my dad, like both. Oh, that's super
1: cute. Now I'm getting ready to cry. Like, <laughs>
0: we have like a whole process. Where, <laughs> what
1: kind show is this? Right? <laughs> hey, man, we're supposed to be having fun. Right?
0: <laughs> we have a whole process and we FaceTime, like it's like a 45 minute FaceTime, like every night. Like, then, like, read the book to her and then, like, say goodnight, kiss everybody. and Because it's, it's hard. You know, they're in New Jersey. We're here in St. Louis. No, my dad. My dad's my best friend. He's always been a superhero. And after he's kind of retired, um, our relationship is like, damn, you really got me breaking <laughs> up here. My dad. Is- Sorry.
1: But <laughs> well, this is good. We're going to clip this up and make this part of his Father's Day gift, man. This is like, <laughs> And when your daughter says, you know, Dad, you can't tell me what to do, we're just gonna rewrite this back, right? And be like, I love you, baby. I love you, right? It'll be all right. You better say something about your mom and brother and cry, man. Otherwise, <laughs> people gonna feel left out.
0: Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm I'm, I'm really grateful. I've 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 uh I've I've lived a blessed life, and that's
1: yeah, yeah. And you got a you got a lot more a lot more to do. So what is next? What's next? If you could snap your fingers and be anywhere, do anywhere, what what's the next chapter look like?
0: Hopefully playing back in the NFL again, but it's being happy and that's a day by day process.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I'm
0: not scared to pivot when I'm unhappy. Like that's my 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 media company became a TikTok consulting agency because being in the podcast space wasn't working. Like it just wasn't I wasn't happy doing that. Mm -hmm. I felt like a micromanager wasn't excited, wasn't on fire in that sense. So we pivoted um, into something that I was really good at and put me at the forefront of my favorite thing to do in the world is reverse engineering. So like when we talk about how you should create content on TikTok, that's super fun for me. Like that's a high that I can't, I don't know how to recreate in that sense, but what's next is just continued happiness and wherever that goes, you know, right now I'm in, you know, from a real estate standpoint, I, uh, I we haven't really truly seen the residual effects of COVID yet, and I am not afraid to wait eighteen months, twenty four months, or like I'm, gotcha. entrepreneurship is forever game for me um, to, to to deploy capital in real estate right now. But you know, that's that's in, in the future. Future more. I've you know I've got a forty acre cannabis farm in Michigan. We're erect our first warehouse. Okay. Uh, partnered with a one of the a, a, a grow a grow company uh, out in Michigan. Um, so that's 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 next from a media standpoint. We're doing with perspective. It's uh, just continued growth, trying to work with bigger brands, bigger companies, and uh, just continue to provide more and more value. But really establish ourselves in the TikTok consulting space. If that makes
1: sense. right. Right. Um, So you see TikTok having longevity.
0: I don't know. If it goes somewhere else, it goes somewhere else. You'll be ready. I'll be ready. ready. But it's happening. It's happened. The data is there. It's not showing that, you know, 60% of TikTok users don't even have Instagram. Wow. Really? Yeah. That Younger generations on TikTok and YouTube, they don't care about Instagram.
1: Right. That is 60%. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, so that's if you want to make a splash in anything, you it used to be you could be on one or the other. You got to cover all of these different platforms in order to no, amass. A yeah, following. Depends
0: on what you're trying to do, but it's, it's yeah, attention. And my opinion, it's TikTok and it's LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is as crazy as an opportunity as TikTok is right now.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you, what are your thoughts? And I have mine that I'll share. What are your thoughts on the 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 Clubhouse app?
0: The powerful app right now. I don't know where it's going to go. You know, I've, you know, it's because of the quality connections you can make in a short period if you get the opportunity yeah. in certain rooms. If you're tactical in that sense, um, I think most people are just doing, like, happy about the followers they're getting there. I think it's a lot more important to, like, my interns, like, we we audit all of my followers. And then we go and we do outreach on LinkedIn and say, you know, Hey, Monica, I saw we connected on clubhouse. Would love to connect here on LinkedIn. you know, I'm an NFL former NFL player and a right. consultant love what you're doing with your podcast, the huddle, like happy. to, yeah. And like we're connecting and if there's people we can actually work with. Then we're tactical thing we, we do is we send LinkedIn video messages as a sales process to the to the people, the brands, the companies, the agents, the sports marketing firms that we want to collab with their athletes on bringing value to them via TikTok. But that's been in the last two weeks, that's been, I've put 20% of my energy on speaking and engaging on clubhouse 80% of my energy following up with and on zoom calls with my followers from clubhouse in the last. Yeah. Yeah. Weeks. It's been like it's, it's it's important. So I think from a, a tactical standpoint, whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to reverse engineer, <clears throat> if you're following, if so, if you follow, if someone on TikTok on Clubhouse follows you, you should and you want to work with them or have them on your show or see if they're a brand and see if you want to do a brand collab with them or something like that. It would be wise to send them a connection request on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then it would be wise to actually engage with them now while it's still hot, while it's still yeah. relevant, while it's still happening versus three weeks versus a year versus whenever, because you don't want to just turn that vanity metric of a follower into just that. When Clubhouse yeah. becomes irrelevant and you haven't there's mm-hmm. no messaging type of thing on Clubhouse in that set.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: but I think it's a powerful platform
1: Yeah,
0: as it grows. I don't know what happens to the relevance of it. Does it get oversaturated or just do the rooms get bigger? And it's just a more of a vetting process of who you have on the stage, because I feel like it's a place where people might not have many followers on other platforms, but they're crushing it on Clubhouse and it gets to people's heads in that sense. And they're like, yeah, I'm gonna stay on here because of that,
1: Right. Um, right.
0: which I think could, could draw some type of compelling effect. But I also, it feels like the new age radio. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But where instead of where you're calling in, like on their show, like you're raising your hand in that sense. But I also think when it monetizes, it could go either way, because like I feel like right now, for example, it's Super Bowl week. If Pat Mahomes did a private clubhouse room but charged a thousand dollars a pop, he would fill that entire clubhouse room, and he would say he would do it. He was doing it for, uh, what do you call it? What, or charity, charity or whatever. What? Some of that. Yeah, exactly. right. Um, yeah. People would do that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't ignore that. Like, Elon Musk, the way he shut the. I, I put an alarm to, to get into that room and I was 20 seconds late and it filled up. But <laughs> then, so if LeBron James couldn't engage with it, like, it would be wise if he did it for free because he could do that for free. But if he wanted to do work for charity and things like that, I feel like, or even, I I just feel like there's a monetizable aspect to it. Absolutely. I think yeah. people, like it'll instantly get dirty and uh, like right yeah uh, there's so many of uh, people trying to make a quick buck out there so
1: yeah and that that's my issue with the, i love that idea what you said about charities that's good it's kind of like cameo meets clubhouse right but it's but it's more interaction i should have stopped recording we should we don't we probably I'm gonna have that <laughs> <in> <laughs> This is why this is not live in case, you know, what minute is this at 12.06? Let's take all this out right here until we get this together. Uh, But but, uh, the thing that I love about it is exactly what you said. You and I would have never met had it not been for Clubhouse. So it's an an excellent opportunity for me to kind of vet people, get people um, to come on the show that I wouldn't be able to normally get in contact with without a whole lot of other red tape or utilizing some of the other people that I know that have played in the NFL, etc., so that part of it is fantastic. I, I have felt like lately, independent upon the rooms, and the good thing is, I leave quietly all the time. Sometimes I want to leave loudly, I want to sh- shut the door because people will be saying some crazy stuff. But the monetization of it on the backs of new people or people that don't know. I'm not a fan of, right? Like I'm in these rooms where other speakers are in and all they're doing is selling to, you wanna be a speaker? You wanna be a speaker like me? I'm gonna show you how to make a million dollars by noon. Then slide in my DM, uh, pay cash at me this and I'm gonna send you a PDF. That feels ugly and and dirty to me. Um, So there are a couple of rooms that I no longer go in. I've stepped out of those completely. And, you know, I'm in a small one, athletes to entrepreneurs, um, you know, every time there's a certain group of people get in a room, I'll slide through like you, Christine um, Hoverstadt, um, who works with it. People that I know are, you know, in this for the right reason and, and networking and nothing wrong with people trying to make their dollar. I just don't think it has to be done ugly. And some of, the, some, some of it has been, it's do, it's being ugly. And there seems to be this clear, separation from moderators to audience now
0: that is true but i feel like uh yeah there's people are finding their clicks i guess in that sense but it's a positive thing i think uh i've had some really cool small interactions like 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 light interact like some. uh i'm trying to think who it was brandon i can't remember his last name brandon hatcher maybe he had a room called what's poppin mm-hmm. it was like 10 o'clock at night but it was like seven of us and I don't even I still haven't looked, but like I I'm, I'm excited to connect with the the like offline, like with these people. But we just talk, we didn't talk like about anything, like we talked right. about Taco Bell and something else, but it was like such a great conversation. <laughs> right. And like I just felt like we were all friends like afterwards, which is just like a really cool feeling if that if that makes sense. But I, I do feel that I don't know. I think it's powerful, but I think networking events and speaking events and conferences and expos when they come back, I they may replace this, but I don't know. Because yeah yeah we how would we have met at a networking event or conference right i don't right. go to many honestly right me neither um, yeah and this is like i can be at a networking event in my bed you know. right saying? yeah and, yeah no like, i have i have pajamas
1: on i have my pjs all. on i just got a
0: sweatshirt on. Uh, <laughs> that's real though you know what i'm saying but like from a clubhouse standpoint like that's powerful like that's yeah. powerful powerful but I, like, I don't. i don't uh I don't know. It's I think it's going to be very interesting to see where the call, yeah. um, just because you you never know what these platforms could it get acquired by, like a LinkedIn or something like that. Like Instagram's trying something, Twitter's already
1: trying right doing something. I heard about Twitter's is going to be um, even more interactive. But
0: it's just like, well, does it will will it still have the serendipitous function of it, or is it just Twitter follow? Like this is it just not my followers. We can do spaces where it's like now. Right. That's the case. We still would have never met you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The open network aspect of it is really cool. How it's just yeah. like anyone I follow, I can see what room they're in or listening in. Plus I can explore even past that, which is just right. like an incredible, just open playing field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like walk around in the hallway and go, Oh, you know, and, and other things have happened that for me, um, Working as an entrepreneur, I've been going into the I have severe ADHD as documented in Washington Post um, article and and video that I did for them. But there's a work there's a co-working ADHD group and they play music and then there's accountability in it. So we work in these 25 minute blocks. And then at the end of the 25 minutes, you get back on the everyone stays on the stage and you say, what did you do? for the 25 minutes and that's been uber helpful for me you know being a solopreneur you know sometimes that it's hard just to keep rocking without I mean who am I ask for extra time myself you know (laughs) like come to having these arguments like keep working all right I will you know you know so even that part of it for me has been really beneficial that's awesome yeah just finding those those type of people and the other day I went in the room there eight hundred and I was like, there are 835 people in this room struggling like me. Yes, right. But we in here together and we rocking out this work, you the fact know. That so you can
0: passively listen to it too, it's just powerful. Like you can be yeah. with your AirPods in in a clubhouse room just listening, or even yeah. talking if you want to talk, which is incredible. Yeah, sometimes
1: there's music and sometimes there's not. One time it scared the crap out of me though, because I forgot. I had my earpod and I was walking around. And so it's no no one says anything for this 25 minute block It's completely silent. And then all of a sudden this guy came on and he says, we have five minutes left. I turned around in the kitchen. I was like, who is in here? Like I forgot that I was, you know, on there. So it was a little creepy, but I'm used to it now. So, all right, let me wrap this up for you. I know you got a busy day. Let's do our two minute drill, two minute drill. Here we go. Hip hop or country. Hip hop. Book club or the club book club eating out or or delivering
0: pandemic or no pandemic uh pandemic delivery
1: okay so you staying in you're not the kind of guy so going out there
0: pre-pandemic or pa- like pandemic yeah i'm getting i get doordash every day damn
1: okay <laughs> now this one is tricky because you played both i think football or basketball basketball i knew that was gonna that may shock some people i love basketball. Like, you I, love I, I basketball
0: football my junior year of high school
1: right you love basketball but played in the NFL. All right. Uh sports car or luxury SUV? Sports car. Take a class or teach a class? Teach a class. Beach or cabin? Cabin. Okay, cabin. Really?
0: I, 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 I went to college on the beach for five years. I used to work on the beach. Like the beach is awesome. I like okay. I haven't spent as much time in cabins as I have, as I have on beaches. So like it would be dope to have like a really cool i've seen some really cool houses on some like cool instagram pages like of like cabins like way out there that are just like
1: uh-huh so you ready for that okay uh mac or pc mac iphone or droid iphone <laughs> this is not even a question is it right <laughs> M- movies or a play
0: Ooh. Mm, so i've been to more movies but when you say it like that i would rather go to a play if that makes Okay. Sense. Yeah, me too. I love yeah, plays.
1: I just don't get to go to them. Man, right? I, used to,
0: but. So I used to be in honors theater. Like I, when I get to a place of, when I feel like it, I, I'm, I'll probably spend five years acting. Really. Hundred percent.
1: All right. Let me let me know. Let me know. All right. Chocolate <laughs> milk or white milk.
0: Chocolate milk.
1: Hoodie or suit. Hoodie. Dog or cat. Dog. Bath or shower. Shower. Pedicure or manicure.
0: A pedicure. <laughs>
1: And time or money? Time. All right. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for the two-minute drill, my brother. People will get a little more insight
0: to you. Every day I'd say, I wish I had eight more hours in a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eight more hours would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be really nice. All right. Um, I can tell people how they can get in contact with you, follow you, etc. Give your social media tags.
0: Uh, Yeah. uh is a great place to just really connect, like, in terms of just getting back. Or you can just email me at Hakeem at PerspectiveGlobalMedia.com. And my website is PerspectiveGlobalMedia.com. My TikTok is Hakeem (laughs) Valis.
1: I was going to say, you got to give the talk out if there's any more room on there for followers, right? All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a favor, my friend. Can you do me a favor? This is the last question I have for you. Do you mind taking your phone and recording the answer?
0: Gotcha. Let's do it.
1: So Hakeem, how would you like to be remembered after your time is gone on this earth? Give me three adjectives that people that you would want people to use to describe you.
0: Empathetic go giver or just a giver in general, indomitable spirit.
1: Mm, Indomitable spirit. Well, I think you're well on your way to having people say that because I could say that, but I don't want you going nowhere. I want you still on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But thank you so much for joining us at the huddle. Be a friend of the show. Come back soon. Keep doing your thing. Um, and uh, let's stay in contact. Let's stay in contact.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, thank you so well, much, Hakeem Valles, people. what an interview, right? I hope that something that was said there today made you think about the fact that you can too be fearless. That's what this thing was about today. Thank you so very much for listening to The Huddle follow me on Instagram at livingston3636, Twitter as well. And please stop by my website to drop me a note or schedule some time to talk with me. That is monicadlivingston.com, www.monicadlivingston.com. Stay in touch, keep listening, and I'll see you guys next week.